0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Count
1: seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A.
2: To the, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: Well, I'm happy to report that Kelly's elbows are much higher now on the uh, Dixie Darling dance routine since we talked to the original member of the Dixie Darlings yesterday. I still can't get over that interview, Sandra. It was fantastic. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Miss Joyce is a real sweetheart. Uh, 86 years old there in Covington and doing what she can to get here for homecoming this weekend. And if she gets here, she'll be on the field with the Dixie Darlings at halftime.
3: Something tells me she'll be here. And uh, you and I were talking earlier on a show this morning. uh, She had a better memory of what happened in 1954 than I did on Tuesday.
1: It, It was amazing that she was talking about people that we only see their names on buildings. Right, but but she had, had vivid recollections of you know face to face meetings with some of the icons of Southern Miss throughout time. No question, amazing.
3: Welcome to the Eagle Hour, Bob Getty, uh, Kelly Center in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg, uh, Luke Johnson, the First Bank Studio in Laurel. Happy to report that on Friday's broadcast, speaking of First Bank, the perfect ten will be joining you at 2 o'clock. Reggie Collier will be sitting in with you.
1: Yeah, you've heard a lot of, of – he had a pretty good career. It was in all he, the papers. Pretty good, yeah. yeah.
3: He was uh, pretty <laughs> – if he just had some speed, he would have He would have been better. We're glad you're with us. Opening segment of the show sponsored, of course, by our good friends at Dickie's Barbecue, and we always appreciate everything they do. They cook delicious food seven days a week. They'll cater your homecoming tailgate, any tailgate you might have. Make sure you call Dickie's Barbecue. All right, we're hoping to talk to Patrick McGee down in New Orleans a little later. haven't been able to locate Patrick yet, but he generally surfaces, so we expect to have him on the show. But we're going to kick it off today with another big-time guest that Kelly Santer has uh, arranged. Uh, Campbell Cave is Mr. Southern Miss, and uh, we're happy to have him on the Eagle Hour.
1: Campbell, good afternoon to you. Hey, Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for taking time to visit with us this afternoon. Being Mr. Southern Miss, this is fair to say this is probably the busiest week of your tenure so far?
4: Absolutely.
1: Now you, tomorrow, you're going you're gonna to be uh, sitting at the fountain? What, what That's just one of the many homecoming activities that you're involved with. What is sitting at the fountain involved tomorrow afternoon?
4: Or is that um, Friday? That's actually going to be Friday, Friday, yeah. So uh, what that is, that's basically, um, so throughout the week, different teams are competing uh Basically, just for points uh, at the halftime show of the homecoming game, they actually announce uh, the winner. It's really just bragging rights and everything, but the fountain sit is one of the uh, big ones that we do. Uh, and you're actually sitting in the fountain and answering Southern Miss trivia, and the last person in the fountain uh, wins. So I was chosen um, on our team to do that, and I've been uh, studying up on my Southern Miss history, and I'm looking forward to it.
1: Okay, so so if you listened to yesterday's show, you would know what the Dixie Darlings were originally called.
4: You know, I actually have a Quizlet that I've been studying, and that question is in
1: there, and I completely slipped my mind. So I can tell you, the Dixie Maids. That's right. That's right. The Dixie Maids for two days. So you can. Re- so you're sitting in a fountain. So you're all wet, answering questions. And there's no alcohol involved with this. <laughs> Not at all.
3: <laughs> After the event, Kelly. Yeah. After the event. Yeah.
1: So how? So Campbell Cave. You you prepped at uh, Presbyterian Christian High School in Hattiesburg, right. correct? And how how does one get to be Mister Southern Miss? And what does the job entail? So uh,
4: basically. To come, become Mr. Southern Miss, I mean, it really starts with involvement. Um, throughout my time on campus at uh, Southern Miss, I have uh, tried to be involved as I can, whether that be uh, in fraternity and sorority life, um, Southern style, Eagle Connection, giving campus tours, stuff like that. And really just, uh, my dad's always taught me to never meet a stranger, and that's really what I did uh, throughout my time at Southern Miss and what I have been doing. Um, and whenever it came time for running for Mr. Southern Miss, I thought about it for about a week whenever applications opened. Um, and then I decided to just go ahead and go through with it. Campaigning was probably one of the most stressful weeks of my life, um, but it paid off. Um, But a lot of people do ask me what the uh, job entails. It honestly is just a title, but at the same time, I am incredibly honored to uh, represent uh, my university in this capacity. Um, But uh, last night, I actually got to host uh, a homecoming event. It's called Bring It On Eagle Style. the a big dance competition between all the fraternities and sororities, um, got to host that. I get to um, be a part of a lot of different things throughout the homecoming week, and that's just uh, something that I've always wanted to do my freshman year whenever I figured out what Mr. Southern Miss was. Um, I knew that I wanted to be Mr. Southern Miss, and uh, that dream came true about last
1: week. So So you're actually the no- so the number one goodwill ambassador as it were for Southern Miss and homecoming this week, I'm sure that you and the rest of the students want to put your best feet forward for alumni like Bob Getty and and, and Luke Johnson and others who are coming to visit the campus this week and kind of fill in some blanks there. Campbell.
4: uh, Say that again. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I say as a student body, current student body, trying to put its best foot forward Mm -hmm. to welcome back the alumni that are coming back this weekend, like Bob Getty and Luke Johnson, for example.
4: Yeah, so uh, we're just trying to get everybody excited on campus. Um, Everybody, I mean, this is—it's weird just being back to somewhat normal and having people on campus and having a lot of alumni coming this week on this weekend, uh, and we've just been trying to. you know, just build the hype around this week. Uh, I know the football program um, needs all the hype we can get. Um, and I just know that uh, if we stick with it, I mean, I feel like it'll be good. Um, but basically, just we're just trying to get everybody uh, back into things and get everybody excited for this weekend.
1: Now, you guys, uh, the fraternities and sororities doing all kinds of floats and parades and things like that this week as well?
4: Oh, yeah. So last night I was actually up till about 1 a.m. Uh, building our float. Um, We got the frame built, we got everything put on it, we're about to start painting it, so it's all coming together. If you drive down the road, you can see every single chapter has a float in front of their house, painting it, all sorts of
1: stuff.
3: Kelly, you know, Al Holder was Mr. Southern Miss back when he was in school. But back then, they brought the votes in by horseback. So I don't think it's quite the same. We're,
1: we're waiting for a little while before they could declare a winner. <laughs> it would or, took a
3: couple of weeks before yeah. they, uh, they, they were. So give us the vibe on campus right now, Campbell. It's homecoming week. That's a big time for alumni. But from the perspective of the student body and the campus, what is the vibe now that everybody's back in school? It's fall and should be the greatest time of the year.
4: So it's absolutely amazing just, of course, compared to last year. Um, I'm a tour guide on campus, and uh, all last year I was giving tours to uh, families, and they asked, like, is campus always like this? Because there's nobody on campus, nothing like that. And I was actually giving a tour yesterday, and there are students everywhere. There's stuff going on in Shoemaker Square. Um, there was events all over the place. Um, just everybody with a smile on their face looking forward to this weekend. Um, and I really like to show the campus like that because that really gives – Um, a good look to prospective students on what they're going to join. Um, but the vibe on campus is absolutely amazing. It's good to see people actually walking into classroom instead of being virtual. It's good to see people, um, walking around campus and everything. And just, uh, around homecoming, everybody, I feel like everybody has the most school spirit. Uh, and it's just good to see that.
3: Do you think there's maybe a little more spirit than normal because of the fact that it kind of it's like the old expression: "You don't know what you got till it's not there anymore." And when when you couldn't go to school last year and couldn't enjoy a traditional year on campus, does that make this a little sweeter, perhaps, this year?
4: Oh, absolutely! It is unreal. Last night at the uh, thing I was hosting, they had a whole like spirit competition with who could cheer the loudest, and it, it sounded like we were at a football game. It was so loud in there. Uh, we're in Reed Green, and I wish that Reed Green would be like that for uh, basketball games, but hopefully we'll get that way
3: one day. Well, it certainly was that way at one time, and hopefully we will. Luke, have you got something for Mr. Southern Miss while we've got him on the phone here?
0: Yeah, man, I was just uh, I was just wondering, are they going to let you do anything pregame? When, when we would go out there and warm up, the whole homecoming court would be out there, and, and they would want to, like, grab footballs from me and punt, so I didn't know if you were getting to do the coin flip or anything pregame.
4: Um, so I'm not sure about pregame. I know that they'll, of course, uh, present the court and everything at halftime. I uh, do get to be a part of Eagle Walk, um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but uh, pregame-wise, I'm not really sure. Tell, tell our listeners,
0: too, you know, you talked about how since you've been a freshman you wanted to be, you know, this is something you wanted to do. Why, why Southern Miss? Why did you end up in Hattiesburg?
4: Um, so I'm actually a Hattiesburg resident. I've uh, been in Hattiesburg my whole life. Um, Both my parents uh, went to Southern Miss. Uh, My brother graduated from Southern Miss in uh, 2020, um, and I actually grew up literally right across the street from campus. You could throw a rock at campus from my backyard. Um, So I really didn't have a choice on where I was going, but I knew I wanted to go to Southern Miss. I did think about junior college for a little bit uh, and stuff like that, uh, but I decided to go straight to Southern Miss, um, and it proved to be one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, just the campus, the people, um, everybody that I've met, the experience, uh, just is unlike anything. And I'm very thankful for Southern Miss.
3: Well, we're glad you're here. From what you've just said, I think it's a safe bet that you really can't stand the other two schools up north. Is that safe to say, Campbell?
4: Uh, I can't stand them. Not at all.
3: I have
4: friends at both, and they just, I just try and block them out when it comes to sports and everything because they, uh, they they like to talk bad about Southern Miss, so I just kind of tune them out.
1: Well, Campbell, there are some people in Hattiesburg that sometimes, I'm ashamed to say, are sometimes, you know, ridicule Southern Miss and are, are t- won't go. Real quickly, what, what would you tell people who are kind of down in the dumps right now about how the football season's going?
4: Um, Like the old saying goes, that everybody's insane. Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, Coach Hall knows what he's doing. Uh, he proved that he knew what he was doing at Tulane. Um, and he that he knows how to recruit. And I just feel like once his recruits get in, um, he's going to uh, run the show, and we're going to have something special here in Hattiesburg.
3: Campbell, you're a special guy, man. We like you. You're welcome on this program anytime. Congratulations uh, on being Mr. Southern Miss. Hope you have a great weekend, young man.
4: Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. All
3: right. Campbell Cave, everybody. Mr. Southern Miss, a golden eagle to the bone, Kelly Thanner. We'll be back.
2: Southern Miss to the top.
3: Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. That's where you go to get your Southern Miss apparel. They're open six days a week right there on Hardy Street. Wonderful Kathleen and her staff. You can shop online at campusbookmark.net. But I think you should go in, meet Miss Kathleen. She'll give you the tour. Kelly, they, they got stuff walled walls. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think Miss Kathleen hears very well, though, because I told her what size I needed, and she said, what <laughs>
3: yes, well so i don't I, she may not hear very well i don't so the shirt you're wearing today I, I hate to bring this up but it's like you mugged a vietnamese drug dealer or something of that nature is that but, what it was? no
1: they are tigers on here Bob. the yeah, bengals this is uh, yeah. more of my bengal swag
3: oh this is bengal swag yeah oh okay i'm sorry yeah, they headed to the I super
1: bowl this year have you heard yeah, i didn't realize
3: that I, <laughs> yes. I read that in the paper they're a favorite now yes <laughs> yeah. they've won two games yes <laughs> well we want to thank uh, campbell cave mr southern miss what a great interview and I ought to be young again and, and to look forward to sitting in a water fountain for three hours and answering trivia questions. <laughs> Without the aid of alcohol.
1: I totally get it if there was some Jaeger involved or something, but not just on your own. Does well, that make you smarter,
3: sitting in the fountain? I don't know. It was a great interview, though, and uh, we appreciate that, young man. Congratulations. That, that's a kid there now that's a true golden eagle. To the bone. Oh, yeah. And a true golden eagle. You
1: loved it when he said, I, I can't stand this." <laughs>
3: all right well back to football first it was trello quarterbacking then it was ty keys quarterbacking both hurt now we hear ty keys is out shall we say indefinitely for some period of time no exact amount of time trello has gone for the year and now the pride and joy of the line the veteran center is no longer on the football team luke johnson
0: yeah, Arvin Fletcher. It was uh, it was announced earlier today. Um, Will Hall told the media he's at the point in his life where he just wants to move on and be an adult. And uh, so Arvin Fletcher, the most experienced guy up front and, and the best lineman of, for the Golden Eagles, he's uh, he's apparently moving on. And and you know people have choices to do it. And he wasn't out there the last two weeks because of an injury. So you just wonder if this was going to be a lingering injury or a continuing in- injury that would keep him out. For a long time, and uh, just just not sure of that, but Arvin Fletcher no longer with the football team.
1: I, I, you know, with what has been going on with the football team, I, I thought it might have been Will Hall that said he's thought about it and he wants to move on. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy has just not had any breaks. Everything that could go wrong this season for Will okay. Hall has. All
3: right, so we're going back to the grumpy old man segment here of the show. And, and that, look, I, I wish this young man nothing but the best – I hope he has a happy and successful life, and I, and I say that sincerely. But you know, back in our day, Kelly, people just didn't do that. If you were a leader on the football team and you were the guy, in this case, anchoring down the offensive line, you know, you roughed it out. You finished the year. Am I wrong? No, it it, it was.
1: That was the way it was, but there is precedent here. I mean, Jack Abraham kind of, you know, yeah. when, when he – and I know we're not supposed to say his name yeah. on the show but i mean he he left and he was the quarterback right you know so i don't know it's just uh maybe it and and to be fair you know we haven't, We don't know the details. that's right we that's right we don't walk in their shoes um but it's it is tough when you're a, especially now look if you're a third string guy might mm-hmm. be a little bit different might be um, but when the team is yeah, it's just tough. It's a tough situation. Did that
3: ever happen to you, Luke, in the four years you were on Jeff Bowers football teams that a really key member of the squad just quit and left in the middle of the year?
0: Um, some guys there was one one year a guy got injured, but it was still expected of him to be around and he wasn't around and so we kinda met together and you know, Coach decided we needed to part ways with him, but, but yeah, I mean, the, the example I always use is, is Mickey D'Angelo, who who was you know had ha got concussed so much he couldn't continue to play, so he went out to play golf because he's really good at golf, and he missed us so much as a football team, he asked Coach Bauer if because Coach Bauer kept him on scholarship, he asked if. Uh, which was going to hurt Coach Bauer because Mickey would still count towards football numbers. But Coach Bauer knew he, he couldn't play because of injuries, but kept him on and, and paid for his school. Mickey actually came back during the offseason, asked Coach Bauer if he could come back just as an assistant volunteer coach and help us because he missed us so much. And that, that's, I think what you're aiming at is, right. you know, you, you need, even if you can't play, right. uh, I, when, when I played, it was just kind of unheard of. If you left in any way before the season was over, it was it
1: was looked down upon. But here's the other thing, you guys, that I think is a fair question to ask: Would would the general condition of this younger generation be the same if this Southern Miss team were four and one instead of one and four? You know, would a guy leave if they were four and one? As opposed, you know, do do kids these days get to a point where they go, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can, but if the season starts heading south. I'm out this, of here. This isn't I a, this not.
0: isn't a statement. This isn't a statement against Arvin Fletcher at all because for, for the four years he's played, five years he's played Southern Miss football, he's been a blue collar guy. He's been a guy. So this statement is totally unrelated to him per se, but I was talking to a listener today and, and they made the comment and I thought this was really good that the younger generation wants instant gratification their entire lives. They've never been allowed to fail at anything, um, because they've always just been picked up and excused and passed on in school and other things. Nobody ever fails anymore. So when you hit failure for the first time, most kids don't run to it and try to overcome it; they run from it. Again, nothing to do with Arvin Fletcher. I'm just simply saying the systemic problems that we see sometimes, you know, with the transfer portal the way it is now, because you don't. To Arvin's credit, he's not going in the transfer portal. I mean, he's he's just moving on as adult. What Coach All said—that's what we have right now to go off of. So nothing to do with Fletcher. I'm just simply saying the the bigger problem at all is is that people have just been allowed to get by and they've never been forced or challenged to make the best of a difficult situation
3: here's an example of the difference kelly and this is a, obviously a completely different sport not anywhere close to the level of division one college football but coaching travel softball i can remember players getting injured not able to play, but made the weekend trip. Stayed in the hotel, sat on the bench for 10 or 12 hours, however long the tournament went on, because they wanted to be part of the team. And I guess – that's the kind of thing that surprises me now.
1: And that's what Luke was talking about yeah. with Mickey D'Angelo, the camaraderie, right, the people that, right. you, that you go to war with. You want to be with them that's right. whether you're in a uniform or not. Right. But I would, I would go a step further to what Luke said, that, that a lot of athletes, the younger athletes today, have been coddled. And, and I don't think it's the athlete's fault. I think it directly goes back to parenting, that if the parents don't get what they feel their child deserves, they take the child. And go somewhere else.
3: Yeah, look, that's what Kelly and I were talking about off the air. Back when we were playing in the stone age of sports, if we'd have gone home and said, you know, I'm just unhappy and I'm I'm quitting the team, we would have been met with. No, you're not. You made a commitment. You're going to finish the year. Whether you sit on the bench the rest of the year doesn't matter to me. You can leave the team when the season is over.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, it was. It was, and it was more difficult for you guys back then too, because you were playing with leather
1: helmets. I mean, you didn't even. It was assault tabs. So, I mean.
3: And, and and, and salt habits. and walked
1: yeah, to school uphill both ways. Five
3: miles in my case, in the damn snow, Kelly. I don't know about you. In Greenville, yeah. In Greenville, it yeah. got snowy in Greenville. Yeah. <laughs> you ever try to go up a levee in the snow? Yeah, yeah it's get,
1: not easy. That's that's tough. But again, you know, poor Will Hall. This is just another. I mean, Arvin was was a, was an anchor. You know of that.
3: Oh, important. That's yeah. That's almost as that, that's probably the second most important position on the offensive team.
1: And and now they're going to have to reshuffle the deck again for a unit that has been inconsistent at best. You know, up, uh, I still think they're going to beat UTEP. I still think they're going to beat UTEP. But but this is this is a blow. But again, he hasn't played the last two weeks, so it won't right, be the first time. Right. It won't be the first time that they've you know not had him in yeah, the lineup C- this
0: year. Coker Wright from uh, from Brookhaven High School who started last week. He will, uh, he'll get the start. And I mean, you know, we, we talked about it yesterday. If you take away the sacks, Eagles rush for more 100 yards. They should, they should do more of that. But, you know, some of the reasons, uh, for this past week was just because, they really thought they could, you know, were able to air it out, and they did have success in the air. So, um, what we're going to do, because we only have about a minute and a half left in this segment, the depth chart got released today, the updated depth chart, and there's some changes on there, particularly in the offensive line, and and uh, you know we can talk more about you know what the quarterback situation looks like. Will Hall spoke uh, earlier today or in yesterday, and I've got some of those clips queued up, but but yeah, I mean, I, I think at at this point uh, we don't know how long Ty Keys is going to be out. You you kind of wonder. If they're just going to put a red shirt on him and and uh, not risk a, a further damaging of an ankle and just get him healthy and uh, you know Lang's your guy g- going going forward, but you've you've got to try something. I mean, now is right. not the time mm-hmm. just to kind of lean on what you've done. You know, throw the young dudes out there because if you're not going to have a winning season and you know, you probably only can win three or four total this year, you know, at at the best going forward, get those dudes' experience and, and get them ready for 2022. Here's
3: my uninformed opinion about Ty Keyes the kid played well against the best college football team in America. I think he played with great respect against Alabama. He's injured. Don't risk him getting injured anymore. He's the future at quarterback. Let him go into the offseason proud of the way he played against the best college football team he'll ever play against. And,
1: and they can also use this as a recruiting tool. They can go to high school seniors anywhere around the area and say, you don't think you can't play as a freshman? Look, right. at, look at how many guys on our roster last year who started as freshmen. You're not going to start at that, that mega conference. You ain't going start. You're not even going to play unless you're a senior, maybe. Here, we're coming to get you right now. You want to play or you want to sit? All Your right. call.
3: You agree, Luke? Keep Ty healthy. Let the kid heal up over the year, over the season, offseason, and feel good about the experience he got uh, that doesn't count against his eligibility.
0: Yeah, if he's going to be out where you're in week six right now, if he's going to be out until week 11 or week 12, yeah, just get him healed up. Completely fix it, whatever needs to be fixed, and go on.
3: All right, we'll hear from the head coach on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Eagle Hour rolls along on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
0: 4th Street. They served up country fried steak, chicken fried chicken, collard greens, and cornbread today. They also had rutabagas, which maybe is the... uh, pre-season or the pregame food for the raiders for uh, for Bob. You ever had rutabaga, Bob or Kelly? No, you ever had, had those? Rutabaga.
1: Actually, when I make my mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving, I put rutabagas. I you know cook them and then mash them up and put them in with the with the potatoes. Really? Oh man, rutabaga. what is a
3: rutabaga? I don't even know.
1: It's a, it's a it's a garden vegetable that grows below the ground. Uh-huh. It's it's in the turnip family. I got you.
3: radishes. Yeah, I got
1: rutabagas, you. turnips. Well,
3: that sounded like good old Southern eating at the Fourth oh. Street today to me, buddy. And how they
0: served uh, them today? Yeah, uh, pork chops tomorrow, fried catfish Friday. It's all at Fourth Street. We appreciate their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. You can catch the Eagle Hour every day from one to two. But if you miss us live on. Uh, our Super Talk Radio affiliates. affiliates you can also uh, catch us on demand on SuperTalk.fm. But great podcasting options: uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can uh, listen and get your Southern Miss fix anytime during the day on demand with podcasts. Luke Kelly and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. All right, so. Um, Typically what's been happening is on Tuesdays or Mondays we get a depth chart, but it really doesn't change until Wednesday because they have a competition Tuesday. So here it is, Game 6 depth chart for the UTEP game as of uh, this morning. Quarterback position Jake Lang is listed as the starter. There's no and or or. T-Webb is uh, is the backup. Now, an interesting quote from, from Will Hall. He was asked, Kind of about like how the, uh, the, the quarterback room is going right now. And, you know, because different guys have come in and out because of injury. I thought this was really funny. This is what Coach All had to say, uh, about. This.
2: Um, yeah so i just go in there and coach jake and t and the guys that are available just like i hope my wife every day doesn't think about all the good men she could have had i (laughs) hope she just focuses on how she's got me and she makes the most of that you know what i'm saying so i don't go into a room and going man i wish he was here and wish he was here i go in there and say here's what i got let's coach them and get them better.
0: So that's, uh, that's, that's Will great. Hall talking about his quarterback room. That's a classic oh, Hall-ism <laughs> right there. So, yeah, when you look at the uh, the depth chart uh, for today or for this week, Jake Lane, your, uh, your starter, he will start his first-ever game. Jake also telling uh, the – the media that he has no plans to change uh, his number 24 jersey. He will be sporting uh, Rod Davis and Gerald McGrath's linebacker number at quarterback for the pre- foreseeable future. Before we talk about other things and get some more quotes from Coach Hall, I mean, I guess we're all in the agreement as we as we ended the last segment that if, if Ty Keys is going to be injured for, uh, for for many weeks and you're already in week six, this team probably isn't going to make a bowl. Uh, guys, we just need to redshirt him and get him ready. Is that is that we're all one hundred percent?
3: My opinion. Number one, get him healthy, and number two, give this other kid a chance to play. Let's see what he's got. Because I got to tell you, I know he threw a lot of interceptions the other night, but that's kind of understandable. He threw some good looking balls, Kelly Sander, and we were going down the field vertically when he was quarterback.
1: And and you're not sure going forward. This might seem a little ludicrous, but the NCAA might give another COVID year. You don't know. They may not, right. but they might. And if you do, then...
3: Well, if that happens, Gabe Montenegro's grandchildren will be on the baseball team. That's the it. goal. That,
1: <laughs> that we have a whole team of Montenegro's. You know. Every position. Hey, the it, Southern it West Montenegro's.
0: Good. It was pretty cool to see he and Poncho out at the Pete, though. I think it was a, a picture taken yesterday or Monday, so... So, Gabe back in uh, in Southern Miss gear, and he and Poncho working out together. That was right. That was pretty cool to see. A um, couple other things to notice on the the depth chart for this week. This is how the offensive line is. Is shaking up. Left tackle will be Bryson Mays. He kind of played in a backup role to Takeem Doss. Mays will start, um, this week. He was the transfer from West Virginia. He's played some, but more as a, a backup role. He played with Trey Lowe at West Virginia. Trey got, uh, Trey was, was key in, in getting him to transfer. So Bryson Mays will start at left tackle. Jerkon Scott, who has played a lot at left guard. Uh, but the backup, um, this week on the depth chart is, is Matt Riles, Kelly Sander. You know that name. So Matt, Six
1: eight three thirty one. Put and, him in. Um, Put him in. Yeah. Yeah, he prepped at Purvis High School. His dad, of course, he's a legacy. His dad was Chris Riles, who also wore the number 78. And Chris Riles helped protect a guy by the name of Brett Favre. So you got two consecutive. It's really neat when those father-son comment. They're played yeah. the same position. They're about the same size. They're big as mountains. And uh, ready to go. So
0: hmm. Matt Riles was the uh, the first name, image, likeness athlete for Southern Miss, but he'll he'll be the backup this week. First time I think this year he's made the depth chart uh, in that role. The center Coker Wright, who slid over from the guard position, he'll start. Uh, you know, for a, the third week in a row. Uh, Cameron King will back him up. New new name as a starter at right guard, John Bolding. That was a, a guy we got excited about in the off season. He played out at Coffeeville Community College uh, in the Midwest. Six three three twenty. He slated to start at. Uh, he'll replace. Uh, Bryce Foxworth and he'll start at right guard, and then Cleek Washington will will start at right tackle. Um, the other kind of interesting, uh, a, a few other things uh, to mention: Swayze Bozeman uh, played a lot last week. He or Central Latham will start at the at the, the the Wolf linebacker. Um, kind of see if there's everybody else. I think is about the same nose tackle either Todd Sykes or Deshaun Crawford will start. So uh, yeah, I mean I, I think offensively, especially on the offensive line, guys, uh, we we've got some. Uh, a, a new I, I guess some of the same guys but a couple new guys in there trying to get your starting five and trying mm-hmm. to see who has the best chemistry say
3: we've got nothing to lose let's give it a shot
1: develop some consistency right you know on, on that side of the ball because the defenses we've all talked about has played has played decent has played decent enough to win but when but when they're only on the when they're on the field a large majority of the time they're going to wear out they're going to you know, and that's when injuries occur too. Is well, when you're tired. So hopefully the offense can get it worked out.
3: Oh, right, you got another bite from the coach. That last one is going to be hard to top, Luke. Is that all we have. This one, this one was a, a little chippy because uh, it was kind
0: of the, the question was uh, really to the fan base, saying, you know, kind of deciding, is he going to win? Uh, you know, what, what's he going to do in the future? Coach All got got a tad chippy on this. Is what he had to say.
2: They, they love us good. If they don't, don't. we're going to win here whether you want us to or not. So it really doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? We're going to win whether they want us to win or not. Well, we're only like a, a few weeks
0: removed from you saying you felt like the biggest fraud. It seems like with all the things considered, everything that's happened, you've settled with this a little bit. You know, it kind of is what it is at this point.
2: Yeah, no, no. I do think game one, I was the biggest fraud to come through here because the way we played in that game, I stand by that statement. But the way we're building this culture and the way we're building this program is real. It's real. It's not fake. It's not. And it's, it's genuine. It's the most genuine thing going on probably around this whole area
0: right
2: now. Can you take me into your quarterback?
0: So, uh, Will Hall talking about how he, he doesn't doesn't go back on that statement, you know the kind of the pressure, some of the pressure that he feels. But I like what he said. He said, "We're going to win here, whether you want us to win or not." So, you know, right. here's 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 a little tip, coach. People on Eagle Post don't know what they're talking about half the time, anyway. Don't don't bother. Uh, well, the, I hope he's not even reading Eagle
3: that Post. crap. I mean, give the man some time. My God, we were talking guys Saturday night. Give the man three years. <laughs> let's three years from now, let's see where the football program is. But you can't, like you said, Kelly. You you you. My father used to say this. You want to eat uh, T-bone steak on a hamburger budget, and that's kind of what Coach is dealing with right now.
1: And it's part of this have to have it now society. I mean, you right. can order Give your it meal, time. yeah. and Thirty seconds later, the meal is in. Good you know, Lord. yeah. This is this is not. Yeah, it does take it does take time, and I'm like Luke mentioned yesterday, and I'm in full agreement. You know, I I am sold on Will Hall.
3: I do. I am too. I, mean, I think he hadn't had time to show us what he can do. Right.
0: Here's here's one more quote from him, and and I think this is important because uh, you can see kind of after the game how frustrated he was on Saturday. Yes. And you know, some people just saying, okay, you know, is he kind of lost all hope? Not that way at all. I thought this was really good from him, just from perspective' sake. Here's here's Will Hall.
2: We're building a program, right? And uh, the good Lord didn't say, hey, Will, you know what? You're going to get this Southern Miss job, and it's going to be smooth. You know what I'm saying? He never said that. He said, I'm going to give you this job, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to touch a lot of people's lives and build it the right way, and that's what we're doing. We're on our fourth quarterback on game um, six, okay? It is what it is. You know, we've got to find a way to take what we've got and win. I love these kids. I love the way they're working. We're not going to make excuses. We're just going to keep building every day, brick by brick and uh, relationship by relationship. Is it what we wanted? No. But that's
1: not, I mean, that's just not the way
0: life goes. So uh, you you hear him say that, I mean, not, not dodging at all, not trying to spin it at all. It is what it is. And you, you kind of see him revealing a little bit that, you know, we've been kind of asking, did he realize how difficult it was, it was going to be? And, and I think in that comment right there, you see him saying he knew that it was going to be tough, maybe not as hard as what it is now with the compounded pro, uh, problems. But, yeah, I mean, I think he knew what he was getting into.
3: All right. Talking about great Golden Eagles, Edo Smith, we understand, is working out today with the New Orleans Saints. How sweet would that be to see Edo wearing the uh, black and gold in New Orleans? And tomorrow – Thanks to Mr. Sander over here in that sharp Bengal shirt he's wearing. The all-time leading rusher in Southern Miss football history on the Eagle Hour tomorrow from Orlando, Florida. We'll be talking to Damian Fletcher. We're really, really looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, Mississippi Gulf Coast native now living in uh, Orlando. C- couldn't get back for homecoming this weekend, but he, but he said, man, anytime Eagle...
3: Our show calls, the Eagle Hour calls, he's he's ready. Looking forward to having Damian Fletcher join us tomorrow. We'll be back, everybody.
2: To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
0: Hour. Final segment brought to you by Fourth Street. No, they brought us third segment. One of those days, guys. Dbat D1 training. Hardy Street, Hattiesburg. DbatHattiesburg.com. And I just need to. I'm gonna have to apologize, to Kevin Maloney, Saturday, and and uh, but Catherine Maloney does a great job there overseeing that operation. Kelly, you actually, I offered you the last time we were there, I actually offered you the opportunity to come in and hit a fastball, and you said you were just content there. I felt like in some ways you were my father because I went into the, uh, the batting cage and I was swinging and you were just kind of sitting there watching me. So I just want to let you know how honored I was that you watched me strike out the first ten pitches. At D-Bath that day, and that was before the pulled hamstring. Did you feel like I was your son as you
1: watched me hit in the batting cage? I did, and I said, "It's okay, son. We'll, we'll still go get an ice cream after after we're done. Don't well, don't worry about it." Well, according according to John Carter, there's only
0: one person that eats ice cream because when he tries to get bluebell, it's all gone the next morning. If if you're in the same house as him,
1: yeah, we do have do a you problem. You want to refute that. that? No, no, not, not I completely <laughs> completely am guilty as charged. What was John Carter's
3: comment to you the day you left the house wearing the red outfit? which I'm personally glad I've never seen but. yeah
1: yeah I had on I had on red tennis shoes red shorts and a red t-shirt and I was going to the grocery store and I said, uh, is there anything else we need And he goes he looked at me kind of eyed me from top to bottom he says, yeah that reminds me we're out of kool-aid. <laughs> Wow. I said, <laughs> I said, wow. I said You're t- Hey, Kool-Aid. <laughs> I said, boy, if you weren't my son, I'd knock uh, you out. You
3: know, no, you wouldn't. All of that. He beat your ass, Kelly. <laughs> we
1: got friends
0: at D-Bat and uh, D-1 training in Hardy Street and Hattiesburg. Always something going on there. Great facilities, great training facilities and, uh, and great baseball and softball facilities. Luke, Bob and Kelly, we're in the First Bank studios and, uh, yeah, talking about First Bank uh, with the Perfect Ten on um, – he's coming on Friday. Is that what you said,
3: Bob? Friday at 2 o'clock. He's going to be co-hosting with Kelly down at the Fuzzy's Tacos. Kelly and the Perfect Ten. People may mistake uh... you all now. You're going to have to identify yourself when people walk up. You know, he could –
1: well, I get to I, actually. People mistake me for Zach Efron all the time. Is and that right? I, yeah, and I, yeah. I don't see it myself. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, no. you guys don't either. <laughs> Not at all.
0: No. Couple of uh, couple of news and notes from uh, the press conference with Coach Will Hall. We gave you some some clips uh, of that last segment, but um, you know, just bringing back up, we are on our fourth quarterback. If you're wondering who was the third, it was Jack Walker, who was from Northwest Community College and uh, Madison Central. Uh, he's no longer available. So the Golden Eagles down to three quarterbacks, Jake Lang, T-Webb, and Jason Goldstein, a redshirt sophomore um, from the state of New York. And uh, just asking, will Jake Lang start – uh, Hall's response was yes, we don't have really any other options, but he did comment on, on Lang's performance. Jake has a ton of charisma, a ton of leadership. He was in the office until three o'clock in the morning watching film when we got home the other night. I would assume that's after the Rice game. And, and I was, what I was being told too, uh, and it was on Twitter also, was after practice, he stayed behind with, with Brad Dennis, Jason Brownlee, some of the other receivers that he'll be throwing to, just getting extra reps in. And, uh, so, I mean, you know, this is big, big being put on a kid who's, uh, a, a COVID freshman, um, who only has, uh, what he played last week is the only time of his collegiate experience. Didn't really have a lot of experience at all at Jackson prep either. And so you, you got to commend that. The fact that he's doing all he can to, to prep. And if you watched him, you know, and how he responded the other night in that post game interview, you know, he's, he, he's trying to take it on. So, uh, you, you got to do what you got to do, guys. Yeah. And, and
3: just put him out there. I like the number that he's wearing, too. It kind of brings back Doug Flutie memories. You know what I'm saying, Kelly?
1: Well, a lot of people, Luke calls them the keyboard warriors or whatever. Everybody's making a big deal. Who cares what number he wears?
3: Yeah, if he can help us win some games, put him in number 79. I don't care. Yeah, that
1: that little number under the W is the one that I'm concerned about.
0: Right. Hall said this. He was actually asked about that yesterday, and this is what Will Hall said. (laughs) Uh, Why is Lang wearing 24? Will he change it? He said, that's the number he wanted. He's a tough guy. Doug Flutie was 22. I wore 22 at Murray State because I couldn't be number seven when I was there. That's the number he wanted. That's the number we gave him. It was the number that was available, so it is what it is.
3: That's right. And speaking of numbers, number 40 is going to be with you as well Friday afternoon. You know who that is, don't you? Number 40. Baseball, number 40. Oh, Scott Berry. Scott Berry. And you know, uh, it occurred to me last night, fall balls just – a week or two away, so we're going to try to hold him around. So I'm going to talk a little bit about fall ball as well. Hey, man,
1: I love homecoming this time of year. You know, the mums, the mum flowers are starting to, you know, to bloom. And it's just that, that I, and I think Miss Joyce was talking about yesterday how you feel when you get back on campus, regardless of how long you've been away, it just, you just are flooded with the memories of those of those good times even the memories bob of you backing up in the in the in the AMC Pacer backward in front in front of the
3: we probably don't need to bring that memory up uh, <laughs> I'm not sure the statute of limitations is, uh, has completely expired you uh, haven't paid on that a ticket? violation like that just, on the campus you, Kelly. Paid,
1: you and Jimmy Buffett don't pay your tickets apparently. <laughs> well, no <laughs> I, I just googled i just googled
0: AMC Pacer and yeah. what popped up under it people also ask Why was the AMC Pacer so bad? It was awesome, man. It was awesome. <laughs> the rolling greenhouse. <laughs> it was all glass. Don't make right, fun, of what, you, oh, wow. I'll make fun of
3: what you never drew. That is the
0: biggest side window in the history of the
3: world. Well, I had a great view as we were going backwards down the sidewalk. Yeah, and,
1: and those big side windows were perfect for mooning people as they went by, right? Now that
3: you bring that up, yes. <laughs> I love homecoming. I love yes, homecoming. It's like, it if they
0: made a, it's like if they made a two-door station wagon. That's exactly that right? what it looks yeah. like. All
3: right, back to Damien Fletcher on the Eagle Hour, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Into the future. I'm going to
1: fly like an eagle
3: now to the sea.